Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Right now that we're going to have a talk about gender bias and how it affects higher education in this country and how one gender is forcing the other out. It's not what you think, though. We're actually talking in this case about men being pushed out of academia. Interesting discussion. Barbara Kay joins us now, who's a columnist at the National Post and Post Millennial. Barbara, thanks for your time this morning. Appreciate it. Oh, pleasure. Thank you. This sort of goes against the narrative we typically hear, Barbara. You know, it's... um, Men being forced out of academia? Back it up for us. What evidence do you have that shows that men are being pushed out of higher learning? Well, uh, there there is a report uh, that was issued that stated that there uh, has been um, a great decline in, in general in uh, students at university and that men account for 71% of the decline. So uh, it, it there is a real problem with uh, campuses are now overwhelmingly female. Uh, In the humanities, in some courses, you have up to, in say, courses like sociology and psychology, uh, you'll have upwards of 70% or higher. Some some courses, like psychology, I would say uh, on many campuses are about 90% female. And uh, men are increasingly uncomfortable. I'm not saying this is the only reason. There's many reasons, and the report, uh, the report says there are, are reasons. I, I mean, that have nothing to do with my own interest in this. Uh, but certainly, from what I've heard from men uh, in academia, they feel uh, uncomfortable in certain humanities uh, because the women uh, who who dominate those humanities. Uh, are generally quite feminist in um, orientation, and uh, they're made to feel like uh, they're not, uh, their status is not uh, particularly high, especially straight white men. So, you know, uh, they they are feeling the heat of um, the, the sort of social justice uh, claims and, and atmosphere that dominates universities today. So that's one element of why they're not interested. But they cert- the numbers are certainly going down, for men, and there's only one area in which men still dominate, and that is in what's called STEM, STEM. science, yeah, science, technology, engineering, and math. Um, and those are the only subjects nowadays, uh, including uh, medicine and law and all the other uh, disciplines that used to be <clears throat> predominantly male. They they now uh, they are at least fifty fifty. Uh, female, if not more, on the female side. Now, is does the report talk at all about whether this is uh, just a societal shift, and um, or is, I mean, there's been there's been efforts, there's been actual documented efforts to try and increase female representation in some of these faculties. We know that. I mean, oh, I, don't, yeah. I, I don't want to say yeah. affirmative action, but but that that kind of an effort to to increase enrollment. So uh, how does how do that how does that break down? Are those efforts going too far in in some cases, perhaps? I think so. Uh, they it's, they call it equity now, but it is affirmative action. Um, they the, the campus the idea the ideology on campus is basically that 
there's certain disadvantaged group that need uh, a hand up in order for them to uh, achieve equity. And by equity, they mean equality of outcomes. But women achieved that uh, parity and then some some time ago. Uh, so they're still acting as though women uh, that were in the 1950s or, or, or 60s, where it's true uh, that uh, women did not go to university in the same numbers as men and were not accepted in the same numbers as men uh, or or at least were not as welcome in certain uh, disciplines as men. That That's all true, but that's no longer the case. And women are more than welcome in all disciplines, um, and they are still getting... Um, they are still getting affirmative action in areas where where the numbers aren't there, but but they they are making the assumption that the numbers aren't there because of sexism or because women are being discouraged from going into these uh, male dominated these very few disciplines that are male dominated. Um, but the, there's no evidence that points to the fact that they are being discouraged. Uh, they they have been encouraged for many many years, offered. Um, uh, advantages in in um, I mean, there's explicit explicit uh, explicit instructions for grad school and for candidacy for tenure and for professorships. Uh, there are explicit instructions to if two candidates, um, you know, or if there, if there's one opening and there's two candidates, one male, one female, unless unless there's a really huge disparity. Um, in their achievements, and even then, sometimes they they're supposed to choose the uh, female candidate. This is or, documented. You ha- you have you have actual policy that you can cite that says what what uh, school yeah, has I mean, that. I, listen, I could I could show you ads. I remember a couple of years ago, I saw you know Simon Fraser University would put out uh, we we have a job opening only females to apply. Like they, they'll just say it. Um, so if if it's in an area where they want to boost the numbers. Uh, they will absolutely, uh, they will give research grants to women. Um, you know, what they do is they, they make the conditions for getting a research grant now uh, very difficult because you not only have to submit your um, application based on your field of study, what you intend to do, uh, why you think your uh, research will be a benefit to society, but you also then have to say, how your research is going to benefit um, diversity, inclusiveness, and equity. In other words, uh, how is this going to have an impact on, you know, disadvantaged people or sure. people of other races? Or, okay, so in the sciences, you, can, you can't always prove, you know, if you're an astronomer or if you're a chemist, you, you don't know whether your particular research is going to be of special use. I mean... You're just doing your research, and and if you're if you're a scientist, uh, many scientists don't have any interest at all in ideology or activism. Um, but a lot of the women that are going into these um, into these disciplines do have a background, a strong interest in uh, social justice and diversity and equity, and uh, so they they will have advantages in their bio, bio I'm sorry biographies, their CVs. Uh, that will meet, uh, and in some cases, as I know from, I, I wrote up a case a year, about a year ago, uh, they, where they used to say, if, if say, you're, you, you are trying to get a grant, you used to describe your research and your project 
uh, that would take up the bulk of your application. And then at the end, you would say how it's going to be good for society. Now, they put that up front. How is this going to be good for society? And they offer you much more space in the application for that. And at the end, or not at the end, but after that, they will ask, what exactly is, is your research trying to accomplish or what exactly is your goal? Um, so they, they really put the uh, emphasis now on um, changing the face of these disciplines in a gender way um, or in an indigenous way or in race. I mean, there's other, there's other elements to this, but I was concentrating on the gender aspect. Yeah, but I think the argument here is, is trying to have um, some equality. I mean, I think there's been barriers for a number of the groups that you're talking about, be it indigenous or women or things like that, and, and recognizing that there has been an institutional bias against those groups for some time and trying to rectify that. I mean, you're talking about 50-50 in some cases and, and you know, some faculties, but um, I'm just wondering... You, you you cite one report of Cornell in your piece, um, I, 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 and I'll go back to the question. Is there a school in Canada that has a, a written policy saying, hey, if you've got two equal applicants, choose the woman just because she's a woman? Yeah, they all, I mean... I, for students, for admissions to faculty? It's very, but this is not, this is old news. I mean, this is the, 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 the equity push for women... To be in areas where they where they are they don't have equal representation. This is very well known. Uh, this is not. I'm not pervading. No, no. I'm talking about if they have equal representation. If if it's if it's fifty fifty, you go to the woman. I mean, if you don't have equal representation, I think that makes sense. If you have two equally qualified candidates, doesn't it? Well, look. The Cornell thing is they are they they are uh, int- they are accepting women into engineering at Cornell at two and a half times the rate of men. So work backwards from that. Uh, all engineering schools get far more applicants from males than females. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Males. Uh, Because men like engineering more than women do. Do you have any evidence of that? Oh, like, yeah, are, are these schools receiving more applicants from men than they are from women? And then, like, well, yeah, of course they are. Men I like mean, engineering I mean, more. I, well, duh. Yeah, I'm sorry. I don't mean to be sarcastic. Uh, yes, women, men like the uh, they like technology more. They like the hard sciences more. We know this. Uh, there's been so much. Um, there has been so much research done on this, and I could point you to it. Uh, you know, I don't know if you've ever heard of something called the, the Scandinavian Paradox. Yeah. Um, okay, so the Scandinavian Paradox was uh, a whole huge research project done to see who was, uh, what, what, what happens in countries like the Scandinavian countries. What happens, these are the freest countries in the world in terms of, uh, or the best, they're rated the highest for gender equality, Okay. And and they have gender equality in everything, and they do parenting equal, and they do everything. Uh, and these are countries where women have uh, child care, the best child care, and all of that. 
so they so they they did all this research into uh, choices women were making, um, and they were very shocked to find that the more free the country, the more equal in terms of rights, um, in, in the freest countries uh, there are, women tend to choose uh, the professions that are considered more or less feminine. Uh, the teaching professions, the nursing professions, the uh, they uh, they will choose the civil service because it has the security built into it much more than others. They will not choose. They tend not to choose the hard sciences, um, and they they could not put this down to sexism because there is no sexism. There are no barriers. There are no barriers to entry in any of these fields. Uh, it doesn't surprise me because I think men and women are different, and there's no surprise that they should have different interests. Uh, it's only if you believe that... All right, let me give you, let me give you an example that, that is hard evidence. You know, people say, oh, there's barriers to entry or women don't have role models, that's why they don't choose the hard sciences. Um, they'll, they'll, they'll give you all kinds of hypotheses why they don't choose the hard sciences. But let's look at women's universities where their role models are female where there are no men to intimidate them in their classes because they're all female classes, uh, and where there are no barriers to entry. And you look at, uh, I looked at uh, two, two schools. This was some years ago, uh, but I, I, I can't imagine it's very much different now. Um, so I looked at Bryn Mawr, and I looked at, um, uh, I looked at uh, what was the other one? Uh, sorry. Uh, there were two. Oh, I'm okay. sorry. I'm trying well, regardless, to, I, okay. What, what's all the, right. I, I'm trying to find my... my yeah, paragraph. yeah, just jump ahead. Just jump, And what did you find? I, what I found was that there wasn't a single hard science uh, where the numbers of, gradu- of majors, of women choosing their major fields of study, mm-hmm. there was not a single hard science where the number of students at that school, all females, rose to more than 4%, and most of them were under 2% or even 1%. So that tells you the story. These women could choose any subjects. There were no male students at the school. They were free. There were no barriers. And they chose in such ridiculously low numbers, the hard sciences, uh, that you can't tell me that it's about sexism or, you know, um, and these are women that, that are the second or third generation feminists. Uh, they've been brought up to think they can do anything they want. They can. And they have gone. They have gone into other fields that were male. I gave the example in my piece of my column of veterinary science. That's a science that was all male at one time. Sure. But yeah, okay. But by 1980, I think it was, um, or at least by 2000, the majority, of, a huge majority of the students were female. And by 2020, 61% of the veterinarians in Canada are female. They did not get equity. They did not get affirmative action. Nobody, nobody tried to lure them into veterinary science. And it's very hard to get into veterinary science because there's not that many veterinary schools. This was pure uh, desire to be a veterinarian. Okay. So, all right. So, so it's 61% of the people now. Now, what happened? To those women, are the are the veterinarians, the male veterinarians, are they nicer people than in 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 engineering or technology? Or how can you how can you tell me that there's barriers 
to uh, chemistry and physics and astronomy, uh, but but there's no barriers to veterinary science. Like, how 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 do you explain that disparity? Unless, well, I think you can explain it in, in some in some cases, like you saying that women prefer, like we have boys and girls choices. And I think when you ingrain that into a society and say, well, girls are nurses and teachers and, and boys are engineers and scientists and kids grow up in that atmosphere, they're led in that direction. I'm sorry, but I don't, I, I have to dispute that because we have not told little girls for the last 40 years. But you just said have... that women prefer certain things. But that's because it's inherent in them. They look, if you look. Okay, you're you telling know, them that or you're not telling them that, which is it? No. Are you telling me that it's not inherent? You're telling me that it's not possible that women, because they have babies, have a more natural and inherent desire to work with babies or, you know, to be more nurturing, uh, whereas... I think most of the OBGYNs are, are men. Not anymore. Not anymore. They used to be. I, but it seems to me, Barbie, you're saying you're saying you're arguing on both sides of the point here. No, I'm not. I'm arguing that women want to work with people or animals. They want to work with living things. They like interactive. They they have they 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 they, they want to work with people or I mean living things. Men are very happy to work with things, numbers, abstract. They're happy to sit in front of their computers all day long and never interface with another. Not saying all men. Yeah, you're, you, all you men. recognize that as a sweeping generalization, right? Yes, I am. But I make. But it's. But I'm not saying it's all men. I'm saying more men are inclined toward uh, uh, impersonal activities than okay. women, and more women are inclined toward more interactive uh, activities and professions and, uh, you know, uh, interests than men. But I'm saying this because it's based, this Scandinavian paradox thing. Right, yeah. It's not like they didn't, it's not like they didn't do hundreds of thousands. I mean, the, the studies that are in there by real scientists doing real studies, uh, they are saying, look, there are biologically inherent differences I'm sure between yeah, males and females that incline them that way, which is a survival technique. If women were not as seriously, more seriously interested in caring about babies than men, then that would be pretty difficult for the human race. Um, and if they didn't have that patience, and if they didn't have sure. that... Sure, yeah, I understand. I mean, of course, there are, Barbara, unfortunately, we are out of time. I, we can pick this up again another day, because it's an interesting discussion, but I appreciate you joining us this morning. Okay, thanks, thanks so very much, much Barbara. Um, yeah, okay. we probably could have gone on for hours on that one, but we do have to take a break.